Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Out for Lunch podcast, where we dive into the most pressing topics for you, our partner ecosystem. I'm your host, Griffin McCurlin. Our guest today is part of the Strategic Partner Portfolio team, currently focusing on generative AI partnerships, Andy Malumba. Prior to joining SAP and joining the tech world, he spent some time playing in the NFL, the National Football League, and much of his mindset and values from being a professional athlete at the highest level can be translated in his work today. The topic that we're going to be discussing today is the topic of business AI, artificial intelligence, and we're going to dive into exactly what this is, how it fits into SAP's broader strategy, what its capabilities are, and what the role of the partner is. So let's jump in and see what Andy is having for lunch. Uh, I had a salad for lunch, just decided to go light today. I've been uh, eating quite a lot the past three days, so I needed to check myself. <laughs> <laughs> check yourself a bit. <laughs> Get back on the routine. <laughs> Get back on a good routine. So I decided to go for a salad. <laughs> okay, nice. I like it. But yeah, Andy, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we're diving into an exciting topic um, in the business world, uh, generative AI, artificial intelligence. Um, and you are our our master, our guru in this in, in this area. So um we're looking forward to <laughs> to speaking with you about it well uh, th thanks griffin but i wouldn't raise the <laughs> the expectation like <laughs> master guru, well I, i'm 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 deep into it um yeah. it's a definitely it's a fast evolving subject yeah. so and you learn something new every day so it, it's pretty exciting i'm excited to be in it and i love learning about it so yeah. uh anyway i can provide some guidance and some some feedback on what we do here at SAP. Happy to do so. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, thanks for coming on. Um, I feel like when people hear the term artificial intelligence, maybe they jump to kind of two different ideas of it. One being maybe the kind of popularized by the media or by literature or by movies of this kind of sentient computer that is, you know, conveying human emotions and maybe people have fears of it, you know, oh, is it going to take over the world? Things like right. that. And then the other side of it, maybe they jump to, uh, you know, heavily popularized in the last year or so, uh, you know, chat GPT, you know, the software where you punch in a prompt, whether it's, you know, help me finish this code or help me, you know, write a script for this 30 second advertising, you know, commercial that we're doing to, you know, goofy things like, you know, help me write a poem about this latest Taylor Swift album, things like this. So right. that may be where the, the, the other mind goes. But what we're talking about today is, is generative AI um, in the business context and what that means for transforming businesses, transforming business processes, and really what that is, what SAP is doing to, to facilitate that, to help customers, partners, I mean, even internally, our processes. Um, so I guess my first question to you is, what is generative AI? And I'm sure there's a lot of, um, you know, terminology related to it. So if you can touch on some of the kind of the big terms in that space as well. Yeah, no, most definitely. And I'm glad we're talking about it in a business context, <laughs> make it easier, right? Um, mm -hmm. But there are a lot of terminology uh, for in that are related to Gen AI. Let's say, first of all, if you start the foundation models, right, this is uh, basically where a neural network, which is a method where uh, in artificial intelligence that teaches the computer to process data in a way that is inspired by the human brain, right? And then it's trained on a large volume of unlabeled data using self-supervised learning. 
and you know that can be applied then into so many downstream tasks right so for the non-technical user basically this is where uh, they can let's say they can solve the business task by describing uh, them in a natural language as you and i are speaking right now right so as you would write also in the prompt so this is um one of the the key terminology and then you go into the large language model which is a subcategory of a foundation model for text and computer uh, code um, and for the large language models or llm basically the task is to learn to predict the next word in the text right uh, as it's been trained on billion of worlds so it's predicting the next best word that will come up uh, as you prompt uh, something into into the UI. Um, and then you get that generative AI piece where this is the way it creates uh, an output, uh, like the next word, an image, a sound, right? Or a video just based on a simple prompt that, uh, that the user has put on. Um, and the ge generative AI piece is quite great because after the data has been trained and you do a little bit of uh, adaptation techniques, uh, such as prompt engineering and orchestration, to describe a specific task in uh, in a natural language, and then there are other ways to enhance the result or enhance the knowledge uh, to adapt these uh, LLM, uh, which is called embedding, and then also uh, the also fine tuning, where you you can improve the performance um, for tasks with you know few labeled data. Um, so these these are within the context of a generative AI some of the adaptation techniques that comes to mind and of course you have ChatGPT which everyone will uh, will perhaps know and remember uh, since I guess the the big announcement in November it's been it's just been picking up since right it's been gaining more value people are using it um, in their day to day um, for personal activities, business activities, just to enhance their productivity. So, and the other, besides chat GPT, there are other models as well um, that are available there, but we won't go into it because there seems to be one coming up every day. Yeah. But in general, that's basically a little bit around the, uh, the terminology for generative AI. Okay, cool. And yeah, you said like it's it's becoming more and more prevalent in kind of maybe the, the everyday person's life, you know, outside of the business case. But I mean, like you said, with the foundation models, with these LLMs, the large language models that are predicting what you're what you're planning to do and, and learning and getting smarter and smarter, you know, it, those those cases in the in the business context can be extremely useful. And, and we're going to touch on some of those today. But um, we're, we're new into this. This is, you know, relatively new. Uh, wave that's happening in in the world. So uh, I'm sure there's some sort of uh, limitations to what, um, you know, the foundation model, the, the neural network that you were talking about, um, that yeah. learns from uh, processing data generated by by humans. Um, I'm sure there's limitations to this. So let's touch on these limitations first, and then we'll kind of jump into um, how it plays a role in the ICB strategy. And I want to know about kind of the, the capabilities of all this software as well. So uh, what are the limitations of, of what you spoke about the foundation models? Yeah, the limitation, the first one I can think of is uh, how expensive they are to, yep. to train, right? Um, because they take so much compute power, um, they're very expensive. Uh, and um, the other key technical limitation that these, uh, these LNM have will be uh, they have no notion of time or chrono chronological order. 
um, and they're also limited into doing math or not too limited, but it's a hit or miss with them, but they're getting better. Um, you have a few of these uh, new vendors that are coming up with great technique and that are training their model to pass some of the, uh, I guess, the, uh, the most difficult exams right out there. Um, but also the training aspect requires a, a huge effort. Um, and this is something companies need to take in consideration right? for when, when they go to choose these models to use them uh, in an enterprise uh, setting is um, the, the bigger the size, the more expensive it is to, to just train, maintain and you know, fine tune. Right? So you have to take that in consideration within your, your strategy. Um, on how you're going to move forward or which model you're going to work with um, based on the cost. So uh, this is basically uh, some of the, the, the limitation that I'm, uh, I'm seeing out there. There are many more, um, but, you know, at least for the for our audience to know a little bit more we're dealing with. Yeah. And, and like I said, yeah, it's not it's not perfect. It's it's always evolving. And it's something that that businesses and, and, and partners and customers need to be aware of when when selecting this, they need to you know, it's not, you just, you get it, you purchase it and it's, and it's perfect. It's something that requires a lot of maintenance um, to maintain, like you said, and, and keep updated. Um, SAP has rolled this out into a, a big strategic push of ours um, to integrate and embed AI into a lot of our services, a lot of our solutions. Um, so we're obviously trying to capitalize and integrate AI into our business, not only for us, but for our partners, for our customers. Um, I'm just wondering if, you know, what is the role SAP or generative AI, sorry, is, is playing in SAP's overall strategy? You know, how are we doing this? What is changing? Things like that. Um, no, I think not a lot will be changing. I think SAP will keep the same approach where we embed AI within our, our, our technology, right? But we do understand that this is a disruptive um, technology that will shift uh, our business and it will change uh, our business is run and our decisions are made and also our some of the day-to-day -day processes are optimized. So our overall strategy is to put generative AI in business context, but to deliver in a way that is relevant, reliable, and responsible, um, given the technical you know, limitation and some of the risks that are um, out there, right? So it's important to have that relevant, reliable, and responsible AI being applied to, to generative AI um, in this context. Um, at the same time, it's also good to build a foundation. Uh, our strategy will have to have a foundation where we just leverage SAP's unique access to, um, to the business data right, to build the SAP-specific foundational model um, that are uh, that are adhering to our product standard and requirement. Um, and trust me, these are very tough to pass <laughs> working <laughs> with some of the partners on that. <laughs> um, but they know that in, in, in order to work with SAP, they have to be uh, to adhere to those product standard and requirement. Um, we do also look at, you know, how do we build everything around it? We look at um, different approaches in the market, uh, some of the market maps, some of the, the new vendors that are coming up, how do they fit within uh, uh, the white space? Um, because we can't build everything ourselves. We have to accelerate our time to market. We have to accelerate our, our um, the release of our product. So we look at some partners as well um, uh, in 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 the space 
and we also do a lot of research and trying to understand a little bit more uh, in depth where these capabilities can take us uh, in the next few few years. And the, the the generative AI is, I guess, is new. But AI, we've been doing AI for quite some time. SAT has been doing AI for quite, for quite some time, right? So it's basically this new capabilities will just be added to. Um, will expand our foot our footprint right by optimizing and prioritizing some of the the, the other um, business processes and drive some uh, the outcome to uh, for our customer adoption. So because we've been doing AI for a long time because we've been embedding AI in our technology, uh, this is a, a way to add more capabilities and uh, just make sure that we stay um, we stay on top of uh, what's coming up we stay uh in the innovation phase with our customer but also as a as a company um and you know making it accessible to our customer making it accessible to our our, our partner we have to have a a solid platform right our, our business technology platform um which i think Thorson came last week and jagdish right so they were talking around the business technology platform um we this is an open platform that we use to uh to offer business specific services to integrate with third-party ai services so uh we will be offering the gen ai to the btd so our customer and partner can also access it um in those terms and the the ecosystem is key um as i said earlier we can't build everything ourselves we have to rely on our ecosystem um to enable them to build use cases on top of this, the business technology platform, which in turn really uh, enriches our portfolio. Um, again, this is, you know, within all that, the generative AI piece is integrated, right? And customer will be uh, hopefully seeing the benefit, but that is a little bit of the gist of our, our, our strategy uh, around this new technology. Gotcha. And you said that you, you brought up some of the, the capabilities that this is going to offer once this is kind of, you know, fully rolled out and, and we're, you know, really acting on this strategy. So, I mean, what are some of the, the capabilities you spoke about kind of what it is and, and what some of the terminology was in terms of, you know, we spoke about them before, but, um, you know, what are some of the capabilities that this will allow for partners and customers? How, how is this going to change their uh, business? Like, what is the value proposition of generated AI to partners, prospective partners, or, or customers that are involved with us at SAP? Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the value proposition is really uh, the new incremental type of uh, business outcome it will bring to the table. Um, let's say it will enhance your business processes, as, as we did mention earlier. Um, I think it will change our decision are made again, but it depends on which specific area, let's say we have uh, in the in the human capital or I mean, HXM, I would say in um, uh, human experience, <laughs> I shouldn't use that. Yeah. <laughs> the internal, you know, I live, breathe and sleep in, in acronyms here. So <laughs> yeah. human experience, let's, uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, some stuff around process AI for Signavio and how to improve processes within Signavio, um, how to decrease tasks by uh, uh, a significant amount of time, right? So uh, there are great capabilities, but all of them come up into the, you know, into some themes that we're seeing that these that generative AI will bring to the table. So either summarization, 
content creation, uh, code generation, um, and many more. Right? So these are some of the themes that are coming up, capabilities that these uh, uh, LLM are bringing to the table. And the, the use of the product owner really thinks around how does he then enhance what he already has based on these new capabilities, right? So um, it's pretty neat. Um, it's great, but uh, I like to keep, I mean, it's great that it's, it, it kind of falls within this bucket summarization, co-generation, um, uh, basically um, content generation uh, and many more. So it's, it's great into that sense. And I kind of, I see it as being uh, a game changer for for us and what we already doing within the the AI um, AI area. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like the way you describe it is just a it's a it's a tool to really simplify and streamline a lot of business processes that may have been done a certain way for a long time, and then it can just kind of clean up the way that you do your business in a way that makes it simpler and smoother and 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 run better in, in general. So, um, excited to see where that goes. Um, particularly for the partners, uh, that's who our audience is with this podcast. Um, we are obviously trying to embed partners in everything we do on every episode we've talked about. We've, you know, emphasized the role that partners play in, in everything we do here at SAP. Um, so you spoke about building the use cases, you know, building what, what the AI is actually going to be used for. Um, so what is the role of the partners in SAP's Gen AI strategy and, and why is it so important? Or why, why, sorry, why is it so important to have partners, you know, work with us in this space? Yeah. Uh, and it's, SAP, let's, we call it business AI. So it's not just the AI, the gen AI strategy, okay. it's the business AI because we also include the AI we've been doing in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as we said earlier, our, our, our pillar is really to embed AI into our application, right? This is, this is known. And then we, uh, we compete into the business AI category by offering enterprise ready context specific process and embedded application but then we do uh, make sure to scale by exposing those relevant ai services for extension via the btp technology platform uh, business technology platform excuse me and with that we're able to scale with our partner right whether they are our global service partner our software partner the nat native native application vendors we're able to scale that by Either we can they can resell those capabilities or building on top of the business technology platform for their large customer as well. And we want to make sure that that extensibility really reaches out the majority of our partner. And we have a broad ecosystem of partners and we want to drive the adoption of uh, the business technology platform. So building on top, leveraging the, capability, the capabilities that are embedded into our solution is a great way to remain within the context of SAP, what we offer already, and make, make sure that you can pass that on to the customer. So partner will play a great role um, into the business AI strategy, um, and we will make that uh, those services available to them as well. So it's, uh, it's an exciting time, both for customer and partners. Yeah, I mean, exciting. I mean, the way, yeah, partners are an extension of us. They, you know, they add so much that that we can't provide, and they reach customers that that we can't reach. So, um, having partners in our corner 
you know, in, in everything, let alone just, you know, the, the business AI case um, is phenomenal. So uh, for, for partners listening to this that that want to get involved or maybe haven't gotten involved or uh, just want to know more about business AI in general, um, you know, if, if they're listening right now, what, is there a call to action for them once hearing this? You know, what should they what should they do moving forward? Uh, yeah, no, the, we have a lot of uh, asset uh, being made available to partner right now. Uh, basically, the partner enable, enablement journey with business uh, business AI, uh, they can find it on the Partner Edge portal. Uh, there are we've posted our SAP Business AI white paper uh, on the portal where they can read a little bit of our, around our strategy. There are uh, some content around for business AI customer and also roadmap on capabilities that are coming up. Uh, on top of that, there are also ways that partner, if they're not familiar with uh, the business technology platform, will offer coaching and uh, services to help them understand what is available, how does the business technology platform, the integration piece. And also, they, they will have access to uh, partner enablement, boot camps, and all that. And with this technology, we, we we tend to fear what we don't understand, right? But however, I think the best way to learn around this gen AI is to get our hands dirty, to understand how these things work and to understand how they apply into our our day-to-day -day or in the business context, right? So it's it's that experimentation that is key. Um and you fail fast, you move on, you you I mean, you write your lesson learned and you adjust and, and adapt, right? So it's a little bit of uh that sports mentality where you, well you practice throughout the week so you can have something to present to the fan or to, to you know to bring to the game on sunday it's that same process um with this technology i said that as a as an evolution as the week goes or as time goes let's say if i take the football example um Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. By the time we get to Friday, we should be fine-tuning, being ready to to deliver on Sunday. So, but we go from the installation practice or a film review, and then Friday, Saturday, it's basically where we fine-tune everything, and Sunday that's when we deliver. So I see, I see, it, I see it the same uh, with in this context, and definitely with some of the enablement that we're providing to partner, this is something they can also leverage. Um, to make sure they don't miss the boat, right? I love it. And I'm a sports guy too. So I love when the sports analogies get <laughs> get dug into the, the business yeah. analogies. I think it's great. Um, yeah. So partners, go get your hands dirty. Um, all the links that that uh, Andy just mentioned, I'll, I'll throw in the description of this episode. Uh, but Andy, before I let you go, um, we do have a, a staple question here to close up the podcast. And I know you've listened to previous ones. So you got a sneak peek, you cheated. Uh, <laughs> we like to be a bit of surprise, but I mean... Can't always do that. Uh, but Andy, if you could have lunch with anybody, famous person, celebrity, icon, uh, alive or dead, uh, who would you have lunch with? Uh, great question. Because I cheated, I was going to say Torsen Lydak, but <laughs> 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 that was just uh, an internal joke. Um, yeah. I think it would be the late Kobe Bryant. Um, because after his passing, I started to kind of listen more to him and looking at his, his videos, but it was misunderstood as a as an athlete. And mm -hmm. it was just because of his work ethic, 
um mm-hmm. he developed that at such a young age um and uh truly story that he was telling and the support he got from his dad uh whether he had a, a game with zero point or a game with 60 point his dad telling him that he still love him the same and that's that stuck with him and also the fact that he had to prove himself all the time uh since he was a young kid right um and that stuck with him and yeah, I would have loved to to spend some time with him, go to lunch with him, and just get that mindset. Because I I'm I will be honest, I was one of the person who misunderstood Kobe. I thought it was very mm-hmm. selfish. However, it was it was more that that member mentality, right? That uh, that instinct where you know it doesn't um it doesn't dec- i guess it doesn't decrease his standard for anybody right is mm-hmm. he would wake up at four every day would be in the, in the gym at four every day let's say yeah, that. he's got he's got a very high bar for himself and he expects yes. that of others yes. yeah um, as well and, he, and i think for a lot he raised a lot of his teammates up because of that and and yep. kobe would have been great too i mean not only from his you know spectacular career that he had but it seemed as though he was on a trajectory to become a real business mogul and make waves in kind of the business world as well Indeed. um so obviously a shame that 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 had taken place but um but great answer i'm a big kobe fan and a lakers fan as well so love to talk about the Lakers um but Andy thank you very much for coming on um I appreciate it I'm excited to see where where business AI goes in the next couple of years maybe in five years I'll re-listen to this episode <laughs> and see see what we got wrong what we did right and, and where it is now but um but thank you so much for coming on uh partners I hope you enjoyed and uh Andy enjoy the rest of your day Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Out for Lunch podcast and a big thank you to Andy for joining me in the diner. For more information about business AI or if you'd like to leave a review of the episode, please see the links in the description. Have a great day and as always, stay hungry for more information.